0: Welcome to the Telford Minster Podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford, and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he is doing in your life. We're still in our autumn series, Pray, Prayers of the People, taking time to look at some of the powerful prayers throughout the Bible, their lasting effects on God's people, and how God is responding to and fulfilling those prayers and promises in our lives today. We hope this talk fills you up. For more like this, do subscribe to our podcast. So we come to this uh, reading today in 1 Chronicles. It's pretty close to the the front end of the Bible. Uh, If you've got your Bible, do turn to it, have a look at it, uh, because it's going to be important. Now this prayer uh, is pretty short. if we compare it to some of the prayers that we've had already, we think three weeks back we looked at um, Psalm 51, David's prayer. It was pretty lengthy. This one is fairly short. "O Lord that you'd bless me. Uh, that O Lord that you would bless me and enlarge my territory, let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. Amen. Pretty, pretty short prayer, isn't it? But they're so full of richness and depth in there and insight for 2021. This was written thousands and thousands of years ago and is still as relevant now as it was when Jabez prayed back in the day. And it's also really good for those of us who really struggle to pray. I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret here. I really struggle to pray. Oh, shock, horror. Oh. Do you know what? I don't know about you, but whenever I sit down to pray, about 150 bajillion things come flashing through my brain. Or if I pray just before bed, sleep catches me before a single word enters my brain. So this prayer is really good for those of us who struggle to pray or whose brains get distracted or you're kind of easily led away because sitting down and praying quietly just does not do it for me. Wow, now there's been shock horror across the church. But short prayers like this are exactly what I need to pray and I pray them about 150 times a day. Oh Lord, would you help Gareth? Amen. Because he needs lots of help. So yeah, as you can tell, I've had man flu, so the brain isn't exactly working. But why? Why do we pray? Well, it's all about that relationship with God. Guess what? Prayer is two ways. Yes, we, we pray to God. And guess what? He answers. And he listens. And he goes, yes, I'm there. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God right now as we speak, praying for you, praying for me, going, oh Matt, oh bless him, he's got man flu, don't worry. But he's praying for you and he's praying for me, he's praying for the people that don't know him yet. Imagine that, throne room of God, if you flick To write at the end of your Bible, you'll get a glimpse of what the throne room of heaven looks like. There is Jesus, sat on the right hand of God, going, hey, Pops, watch out for him. I'm praying for him. And God's going, give him all of this. Give him all of yourself. Because that's what prayer is. Praying by the Holy Spirit to Jesus the Son, who intercedes for us, to God the Father who created everything. Through him, all things hold together. Like, if prayer doesn't blow your mind, I don't know what else will. But this prayer, this Jabez's prayer is so, so, so important. It's just like in the beginning of a book called One Chronicles, and it's almost like a throwaway thing. Oh, Jabez, he prayed this prayer. Let's move on. But it's so important because God wants a relationship with us, just like he does with Jabez. And during Lent 2010, uh, I found myself in a position where I prayed this prayer every single day. Oh God, would you bless me? Would you enlarge my territory? Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. I pray that every day through Lent 2010. I prayed it for myself, I prayed it for my family, I prayed it for the church, I prayed it for the country, I prayed it for everything. It was just there, I couldn't pray anything else. Oh God, that you would bless me, enlarge my territory, let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I'd be free from pain. So with that in mind, you know, we've prayed that and prayed that and prayed that and God changes things. He did it for Jabez. So let's just have a look at this a little bit more. We don't know much about this chap called Jabez. We know that he was called Jabez, which is a pretty lame name. If it's you flicking through as a parent, going through the baby name books, do not call your child Jabez. I don't think anyone has anyone got a middle name called Jabez? Great. I've escaped that one. But it's not really a name you want to name your kid because in the original Hebrew, it means uh, it causes pain. Imagine being called pain as your middle name or your first name. Everyone would have known that Jabez caused his mother pain. Great, great name, mom. <coughs> we, we know that he's a descendant of Judah which, uh, anyone familiar with Joseph and his technical dream coat? Judah was one of uh, Joseph's brothers. And this chap called Jabez is one of the descendants of Joseph. And particularly Judah, one of his brothers. Um, and the thing we need to know about this, other than him causing pain, is he was probably one of the younger brothers. He's probably the youngest brother of Jabez Sr. Because we get that insight from just that little bit at the beginning. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Guess what? He had brothers. He was a sibling and was probably one of the youngest. Which is why he's going, oh God, that would you bless me and enlarge my territory. Because he probably had nothing. He probably had zip. Zip. He's probably got uh, three or four brothers, Zereth, Zohar, Ethan, blah, 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 just before, if you look at verse 7 and verse 8. Those were probably his brothers, and Jabez is the last of his family. But he's more honourable than them. That's the one thing we know about him, other than he has brothers, and he was a descendant of Judah, is that he was honourable. He wanted to bless other people. He was right with God because of the law. He honoured his mother and his father. He tried to stick to the Ten Commandments that he would have known off by heart. And he prays this prayer. O Lord, that you'd bless me. You'd enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. So that I might be free from harm. So that I'd be free from pain. And that prayer, there are four things that we're going to look at today. God's blessing, the increase of his territory, the relationship that your hand would be with me, and protection. Four things. Four things that we can draw out of these two verses. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. If you don't know who God is... Who do you know who to cry out to? This is a descendant. He's a descendant of those who knew God. He cried out to the God of Israel. "O Lord, that you do bless me. See, so many people are crying out today. You just have to go down the road to the hospital or to the crematorium or to wherever you go, schools. Probably there are hundreds of people crying out to God as we speak in Lawley, but they don't know who he is. Guess what our job is, guys? To go, hey, the same God that Jabez cried out to knows me, knows you. You can cry out to him. This random guy called Jabez, the world's most inappropriate name for a child, cried out to God, and God granted his request. You can know him. You can know him, but he cries out, Lord, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. Now, I'm sure all of us would have gone, what does blessing really mean? What really does it mean to bless? And we're all looking with pretty blank faces, aren't we? You know, when someone sneezes, we might go bless you. That kind of goes all the way back to the Black Death, where they were like, very sorry, you're going to croak tomorrow. But it goes even beyond that back into these days, back into 1 Chronicles 4 God that you would bless me it's asking for God's blessing, asking for God's prosperity asking for God's hand to be there his delight and his happiness and his fullness to be on Jabez and on you and me now some of you guys are going, hang on vicar I've heard about this prosperity gospel stuff and I'm not into it. Guess what? Nor am I. It's pretty damaging. And if you don't know what the prosperity gospel is, it's really simple. You give to God and God gives you stuff. Pretty grim. You will never hear anyone at Telford Minster saying that or they will no longer be at Telford Minster. We do two-for-one funerals for those who do that. I'm only joking. (laughs) The prosperity you give to God and God gives to you just doesn't work. It's not what God talks about. But actually, at the same time, God says, ask me for what you need. You know, and if you don't believe me, just turn to to Matthew chapter 7, which is in the New Testament. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 7 to 12 says this. Ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, to the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you sons asks for bread and you give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, give him a snake. If you then, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? If you need something from God, ask him. Don't give expecting that you're going to get millions of quid in the bank. Ain't going to happen. But ask God for what you need. Uh, Emily and I have a, a friend called Kevin, not Kevin Roberts, a different Kevin. Uh, and it was hilarious. So we went around for dinner uh, a couple of years ago now. And he was like, do you know what? I've been asking God for a caravan. And look, it's just arrived. And we're like... You're joking. It's like, no, no, no. We've been asking God for the last year. God, we really like a caravan. And God said, all right. Bonkers. If you ask me for a theology of praying for stuff, I don't have one. Other than sometimes God says, I just want to bless you. Go on. And sometimes we feel really uncomfortable as Christians about blessing because we think we're we we're so focused on actually God there are so many other people who need so much more. Why don't you give to them and not me? But you know what? He does want to bless you. He wants what's best for you. He wants to give you what you need. And so ask him. Don't give to Telford Minster expecting you're going to get. But why don't you ask God and say, God, I need this. Would you, would you help me? And just see what he does. Maybe it's health, maybe it's job, maybe it's family, maybe it's all sorts of things that I don't know. But ask him, God, would you bless me? It happened to Jabez. Lord, would you bless me? And God said, yeah, go on then. God, would you enlarge my territory? Yeah. So why are we scared then as Followers of Jesus to ask, God, would you bless me? Would you enlarge my territory? Quite literally, would you pick up the boundaries and just squeeze them out a little bit more? Would you enlarge them? Lord, please could I have a little bit more? Now, we have to think behind that a little bit. You know, we've already said Jabez was probably the youngest son of his parents, lived in a society where there weren't any benefits. If you didn't grow it, if you didn't farm it, if you didn't do whatever, you weren't going to survive. If you do not put the seed in the ground and let it grow, you're going to die. If you don't have a cow that you get as a calf or a You drink its milk and all that sort of stuff. If you don't have it, guess what? You're going to starve to death. And so here, Jabez is not only just asking God for more territory. He's saying, God, I'm not going to live unless you provide for me. Wow. So here it's not just asking for a new car. It's saying, God, my very survival depends on you. Would you increase my territory? It's about survival. See, we some of us might have, have heard that and gone, oh, Lord, would you enlarge my territory? That's, that's a bit greedy, isn't it? Come on, God. You know, Jabez probably had a lot of stuff. It's a bit greedy. How can I ask you to bless me? It's a bit greedy. It's a bit selfish. But here for Jabez, it's all about survival. We can ask God the same sort of stuff. God, I need a job. I need my health to be sorted out. He knows what you need. Everything you need before you ask him. But he's saying, ask me. I want a relationship with you. It's no good just giving me a shopping list. But I want a relationship with you ask me what you need. It's not the accumulation of stuff. It's about what we need to get through life. And again, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 says this, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Don't stress about it, but say, God, I trust you. I need this to survive. Would you help me? Would you intervene? Just like Jabez. God, would you enlarge my territory? Lord, would you give me exactly what I need to get by? Maybe you're going, I need that promotion at work. Not just for me, but for my team and for my family and for whatever. Lord, would you enlarge my territory? I prayed it back in 2010, going, God, something's got to change in the Church of England. Would you enlarge my territory for that? And God said, all right, whatever, go for it and I've been ruining the day ever since, and I'm joking. Would you enlarge my territory? God goes, yeah, all right. Here's some more. And then he says, oh, God, let your hand be with me. God, let your hand be with me. Why, what's he really saying there? He's saying, God, stay with me. Don't let me go. I want to know you. Everything will be all right, God, if you're just with me every moment of every day. Harm won't come to me. Uh, Your blessing will follow me. All of that stuff will just be easier. But what Jabez is really asking for is a relationship with him. God, let your hand be with me. Stay with me. Let me have a relationship. Again, that mutual conversation. God, I want to share with you everything that's going on in my life. Everything that's going on, warts and all. You know it. But how about our share in that? God, do you want to share in my life? Your hand be with me. As I'm working in the field, probably with Jabez, Bears, or tending the sheep, or doing Whatever whether we're working in schools or whether we're sat on the computer all day or whether we're in a lab or whatever we're doing. God, would you share in my life? Would you share in my work? Would you share in my raising of children? And God, I want to pursue your pleasure. God, I know you're pleased with me. I know you want a relationship with me but let's do it together. God, can I have a relationship with you, please? And when we do that, when we say, okay, God, can I have a relationship with you? Things change almost, almost instantly. At that moment, God says, great news. Let me come in. Let me come in. Revelation uh, talks about I stand at the door and knock. Those who open the door, I'll come in and eat with them. He comes in comes in and he says I'm going to be with you I'm not going to let you go, you're never going to be alone I'm with you wherever you go and things change from black and white to ultra HD you see everything through his eyes and it's amazing the thing is also when we have a relationship with God, he changes us he changes us you think you're exactly the same now when you first met him you got something really wrong because he changes us even in even if you've only known him for five minutes you are not the same And if you've known him for a year, great. You're not the same as when you were a year ago. If you've known him five years, your life has radically changed because you look more and more like Jesus every day. If you've known him for years and years and years and years, some people in this room must have known the Lord for more than 50 years. Guess what? You look more like Jesus today than you did back then. Praise the Lord. See, when we have a relationship with him, when we say, God, would your hand be with me? Would you come into a relationship with me? Would you never leave me? He goes, all right, here I am. Everything about me is yours. Everything about me is yours. Everything about me is yours. yours." This is God talking created the world. Everything about me is yours. And our brains melt and they come out of our ears. God, would you have a relationship with me? And would you protect me? Would you keep me from harm and free from pain? Jabez knows all about that. It's literally his name, I bet he went and scratched out of the parent book that he was named from. Crossed Jabez out. God's with me. My name is no longer pain, but it's he's with me. Lord, would you protect me? Of course, we think back to the time when this was written. There would have been wild animals around. There would have been illness. There would have been no antibiotics. Pretty dangerous farming. Would have been famines all the time. God, would you protect me from harm so that I'd be free from pain? We can ask the same. Do you get the theme that's going on? We can ask the same as Jabez. God, would you keep me from harm? Lord, my health is going down the drain. Would you help me? God, would you keep me free from harm, free from pain? God, I don't know what to do. There's all these things going on. I've got mortgages to pay and I've lost my job and I don't know what's going on. God, could you help me? (coughs) Perfect timing. God says, yeah, go on. There I am. And so God pours his blessing out. He enlarges Jabez's land. He has a relationship with him and protects him. (coughs) It's what he asks for. And then we have probably the most profound thing in all of the Old Testament. And God granted his request. A throwaway line. Seemingly throwaway line. But God says, here I am. Yes, God gives to Jabez his joy and his happiness. The supernatural joy that is beyond all human understanding. He gives him more land and more territory. He gives him a relationship. He turns up in Jabez's life just as he does in ours. And he protects him. He wants what's best for you and for me and for all of us. I will be with you, he promises. God wants to grant your request. God granted Jabez's request, and he wants to grant yours too. But you've got to ask him. You've got to go, okay, God, I'm struggling with this, or this is going on in my life. Would you help me? Guess what? God's answer is always going to be, yes. It might not be all, like instantly, all together, all sorted overnight. He says, "I'll be with you, even in the ups and downs. I'll be with you." Maybe it will be sorted supernaturally overnight, and that's great. But he says, "I want a relationship with you. The journey is better than the destination." Will you invite me into the journey? so what are we going to do about it how about we pray how about we pray because he wants to answer our request so between you and God just have a chat with him just have a chat with him what do you need It doesn't matter if you're three years old or if you're 93 years old. It's the same thing. God's also put us in a family. The people sitting around us that can help share in carrying that burden. So why don't you, if you're up for it, if you need someone to pray with you just stand up where you are here we go you've got permission to move the pews are really hard so even if that's the excuse Lord would you give me a bigger bum maybe not some of you are going Lord please give me a smaller bum but why don't we just stand if you want someone to come and stand with you in that prayer you don't have to tell them what it is. Just just stand wherever you are. No one's going to lick you or nick your wallet or push you over or any of that. Just stand up. With keeping socially distanced and keeping your mask on, would someone just join these guys? You don't have to ask them what it is. But just stand with them and pray for God's blessing on them pretty simple. You can even pray the exact prayer that Jabez prayed. Prayed. Oh Lord, would you bless them? Would you enlarge their territory? Would your hand be with them to keep them from harm so that they might be free from pain? Simple prayer. Father, would you come? Would you give, give these guys that are standing what they need. Even the ones who aren't standing but are crying out to you. Go fill them again. Let them know that you're near. Lord, would you provide for all they need? Thank you for joining us we hope that it blessed you for more episodes and teachings you can subscribe to the podcast leave a review even share it on your socials and tag us at telfordminster for this and more head to telfordminster.org.uk